Morning tea, we're coming up to five minutes past five. Lewis Hamilton gets an award for putting his foot down. The rest of us, three penalty points. I can't understand why we would give somebody an OBE for that. I mean, for goodness. I mean, do something better than being vastly overpaid for driving very fast. You know, it's not such a big deal. I see people doing it every day in London. Put their foot down, jump over red lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mainly licensed cab drivers sitting there with their sat-navs on. It's ridiculous, isn't it? We hand these things out like sweeties now, depending on who, who the government is. You know what, what they do? They all sit down and they go, who should we give it to? I oh, know. Let's endear ourselves to the British public. Let's give it to a racing driver who earns millions of pounds a year and uh, puts his foot down. And, that, and so we, we hand them out. I'd rather give it to somebody who did some great charity work. You know, somebody who actually contributed. I don't think Lewis Hamilton contributes diddly squat to society. I really don't. And I am unanimous in that. Anyway, it's nice to be company. Welcome along to the uh, programme. Here we go. Let's get straight into it this morning. There's no point in wasting time, is there? Because we've got so many stories in the papers. Uh, the sad news, I, I don't know if Bill mentioned this earlier, but it's, I mean, I'm really quite, quite devastated by it. I don't even know how I'm going to actually talk about it on the programme because it's the kind of thing that just... I'm just, I'm just so sad... Jerry Halliwell split from her fiancé. Lasted three months. Uh, reason uh, being, I think, that uh, he's actually got loads of friends, <laughs> frankly. I think it just gave him a bit of publicity. Uh, apparently, uh, she woke up one morning and decided she wasn't the marrying type. Don't tell me she's lesbian. I couldn't bear it. Not the marrying type. What does that mean? Not the marrying type. I mean, put it this way, I'll tell you now, she's bloody hard work. She's very hard work. You know, if you think you go out with Jerry, she wants to be treated like some star. That's, that's the problem. That, you know, most of these, these big celebrities, you've only got to look at the way that old Vic Beckham conducts herself as if she was royalty. She's only the son of a bloody electrician, for God's sake. The son, the daughter, the son. Oh, perhaps I know more than I think. And uh, she's only the daughter of an electrician. Yeah, that's all they were. They're not, they're not sort of, you know, super rich or anything like that. Uh, but she conducts herself as if she was sort of terribly snooty. We notice, doesn't do that many interviews. I think the reason being, she knows she's got a horrible voice. A bit like old Davy Beckham, who's got a horrible voice. But Jerry Halliwell, uh, in, and, it, and it's split... And, uh, and we're all going, well, there's a big surprise, isn't there? Terrible, really. Uh, Amy Winehouse says she would quit singing to win back her hubby. Do you know, they're so stoned, these people, half the time. One minute she didn't want him, then she wants a divorce, then they're doing this. Then Amy Winehouse's dad says he's going to sue uh, her ex-husband's mother for... St- you know, you, these people are just vile. Vile. Talking of vile, they're in the papers today. They are vile. Yesterday... Our brave soldiers back from Iraq were forced to endure a tirade of abuse from hate-filled British Muslims, a sad, pathetic little bunch of nobodies who have been distanced even from their own mosque, who've said these people are not representative, they're stupid. And here they are. There was a load of women wearing burqas as well, looking extremely stupid as well, I'm afraid, hurling abuse at soldiers. You sometimes wish that there was a big bin that you could pick these people up. They're so filled with hate... They're so disgusting. They've got nothing else to offer anybody. And you just drop them in it and put the lid on and go, well, that's it, stay there. You know, because we've really had enough of you. To see these stupid people out there with photographs of dead babies, Anglian soldiers are war criminals, all this kind of stuff. I tell you what, why don't you just bugger off somewhere else? Because we don't want you here. We don't like you. You quite clearly don't like us. So if you don't like something, go away. It seems totally pointless to me. To actually go out there and protest on the streets, where I'm sure you'd be much happier living under Sharia law, where if you do things like this, they're going to cut your head off. Far easier, isn't it? Standing on the streets, hurling abuse at... So- Why do you go and hurl abuse at the politicians? 
ironically, two people were arrested. Not the people protesting, but the British people standing on the streets going, what do you think you're doing? And they got arrested. I was watching on the television last night, the British police seemed to be protecting these fanatics. Filled with hatred. Absolutely. They say here, Great Britons hate Britain. What's the point of them? But go somewhere else. If you don't like it, go and live in a, in a mud-filled pond or something. Go just do anything. Just don't be here, because it was just an embarrassment. Luckily, the soldiers held their heads up high and walked all the way through it, and all the good people up there supported them. So that I was very grateful for. And then you look at these stupid people. Who are they representative of? Absolutely nobody at all. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I haven't looked in the mouse trap this morning. I'm a little... Hang on, wait a minute. Don't go away. Don't go away. God, I'm not really sure I should be looking in this thing. It's not... It's a blue mouse trap as well. It's going to be the day coming in, isn't it? There's going to be something hanging on in there. And I'm going to go... Oh, don't like mice. Don't like mice. Uh, 84850, steve.co.uk. Uh, I know that Bill mentioned Jade Goody. And uh, James Whale talked about it yesterday. Strangely enough, husband Jack, otherwise known as that nasty little piece of work, uh, spent three hours at Jade's bedside... And then decided that was enough. So off he went to t- wait for this, wait for this, to hold a business meeting aimed at relaunching his career as a nightclub host. Oh, for God's sake. He met representatives from a nightclub where he will be hosting celebrity nights. OK, come on. Tell me, what celebrities does it... Is this where he beats people up as they go in? What sort of celebrities would you ever want anywhere near the revolting Jack Tweed? Although, strange enough, Jade says uh, people don't understand him. She says uh, he's actually really lovely and he loves me. It's such a shame. After it's all finished, Jade, we won't be able to phone you up and go, this is what he's doing now. This is what he's doing now. Because I predict it's going to have a dismal ending. Uh, Jane Moore today. We love Jane Moore. She's talking about... uh, Do you know, uh, uh, the other day, do you remember this story? And I only mention it because... It, uh, it was something that Nick Ferrari said. And it was the woman whose son has taken skunk and she wrote a book about it. And then the son did an interview with the Mail on Sunday and then the husband did an interview with The Guardian. And, and this woman, I thought, yuck, yuck, yuck. Nick Ferrari said the other day, he said, um, he said they're just so dysfunctional. All, she's making the excuse that she, uh, she did the book about him to help save him. No, this woman has done this before. And in fact, if you turned on the Alan Titchmarsh show yesterday, there she was. She quite clearly, as Nick Ferrari said yesterday, loves the publicity. Oh, she laps it up. Oh, she was an irritant. Carol Malone, if she'd had the opportunity, would have strangled her. Carol Malone sat there listening to this guff from this woman and her turgid book about her dysfunctional family. And Carol's going, but you've done this before. You sold your father down the river saying he was this and that. And she said, well, he, he was dead. She said, well, it doesn't make any difference. And the audience applauded wildly. This woman was so in love with herself, talking about her son who did skunk. And I have to tell you that I'm well aware of what skunk does. I'm well aware because I knew somebody who was sectioned on it. Because it's one up from cannabis. The trouble is, she named her son, and yet strangely, throughout this entire television programme, didn't name him once. She said, I, I don't want to name him. I thought, well, you've already blooming well named him in your book, you stupid woman. And she said, uh, you know, I, I love him dearly. I thought, you're revelling in this publicity. You're absolutely revelling in it. I found it the most disgusting thing, but Carol Malone was, they had to hold her back. I think she'd have hit her. 
because everybody knew just what this woman was. You couldn't shut her up. Absolutely dreadful. But I, I did watch it with, with great interest. It's only because I looked at her thinking, oh, God, you'd sell your mother down the river, you woman. I can just tell she's that sort of person. And Carol said, but you've written articles like this before. This woman was trying to paint herself as just an ordinary little mother. Whereas you could tell by the way she was conducting herself. Nick Ferrari hit it on the head. She revels in the publicity. Hope the book's a flop. Who gives a stuff? I mean, I don't care. You know, she goes, oh, um, I think Carol was saying, I'm sick to death of these woolly, liberal, middle-class families. Uh, OK to do a bit of puff at home. You know, that kind of stuff. And then they go, well, they're actually doing skunk. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'll tell you what, let's write a book about it. Let's be OK, yar, and go, oh, you know, it's for other people in the same position. What a load of old spherical objects. It's to make money. That's what it is. I'll tell you what, I'd be more impressed if she'd said, uh, I'm going to give all the money that we're going to make from the books to drug rehabilita- rehabilitation units. But, of course, she never said that. So that was a big disappointment, wasn't it? In the same way that you'd like other people to give loads of money to charity, but they don't. Uh, James says Lewis Hamilton should get nothing from this country. Why? Because he lives in Monaco. Exactly. And why does he live in Monaco? Do you remember the excuse? He doesn't like meeting people. People approach him and he didn't like... I remember reading it on the programme and he said that he's, he's, he's very upset by the way people come up to him. So he lives over there. No, he's a tax exile. It's to hang on to his money. That's exactly why he lives in Monaco. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Ian says, what I don't get and haven't heard mention is, why doesn't Jade stay at Jack's mum's house? Then she can be with him every... Do you know, I never thought about that. That's so simple. Jack's mum's got a house. Jack's on curfew for a couple of, well, just boyish pranks. And he could stay there and she could stay there as well. They just adapt one of the rooms. doesn't take much adapting. Wow, what a fantastic idea. Never thought about it. So simple. But of course, no, she wants to be in her own house with the boys. But then, of course, she said that Jack's been like a father to them. Yeah, right. I don't think we want to go there, actually. Uh, so that's a good idea. I quite like that. D says, totally right. Fanatics hiding behind Islam. Get away with it. If any group of masked English people shouted abuse at a mosque, they'd be locked up within minutes. Oh, absolutely right. I tell you what, let's try it today, shall we? We should go down to the Regent's Park Mosque and start shouting abuse. And the answer is, you would be arrested. Women in burqas and f- hate-filled fanatics, or let's just call them prats, shall we, standing outside hurling abuse at soldiers serves no purpose whatsoever. In fact, as, as somebody says, it just goes to prove how little integration there is in this country. But if they don't like it and they don't like things, go and live somewhere else. I've never quite understood the mentality. Unless, of course, they're all claiming benefits, in which case I'm even more angry about the whole thing. Uh, Another one here. Thank you, Den. The difference between Jerry Halliwell and a pint of Guinness. Thank you. A pint of Guinness takes five minutes to pull. It's an old joke. It reminds me of one about the Eiffel Tower and somebody else, but I can't tell you that one at all. But I might go to the Eiffel Tower. Although, as everybody's pointed out to me on your emails, thank you very much indeed, don't bother because the queue is forever. And if there's one thing I don't do, it's queue. So what we'll do is go, look, Eiffel Tower, lovely. Picture, fantastic. Go up it, no thank you. Quarter past five. These are the uh, headlines. Police in Alabama have confirmed ten people are dead following a mass shooting in the States. It happened in the southern town of Samson, close to the Florida border. It's reported the gunman is among those who died. Thousands are expected at peace rallies in Northern Ireland later. The protests are intended as a show of solidarity against the Real and Continuity IRA after they claim responsibility for the murder of two soldiers and a policeman. 
And Julia Roberts was fashionably late to her premiere in Leicester Square. She arrived on the red carpet 15 minutes before the movie Duplicity was about to start, saying she got held up because she was putting her kids to bed. Let's have a check on the stage of the roads for you this morning. Get it there nice and quick. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you're heading through Eltham, the A20 Eltham. Morning, everybody. Sheila in Gideon Park. Good morning. Last time I aim- emailed, we were off to South Africa, which was amazing. But this time we're in Borneo. We took our laptop with us so we could listen to you. Saw orangutans this morning. How fantastic. Delightful. P.S. See you in Hawk. Oh, right. Really? How lovely. That'll be nice. I look forward to seeing you there as well. Love Gideon Park very much indeed. Uh, Mira says, listening to your show on Monday, and just to add to all those people that believe that ghosts exist, if they did, would the earth not be completely covered in ghosts? There's another story in the paper today of people who've taken photographs and mysterious images have appeared. Ghosts. That's a lot of rubbish, isn't it? It's superimposed. It's like people who did flying saucers. They turn out to be dinner plates hung on a bit of string, and then they just, you know, we do anything now with Photoshop. Absolutely anything at all. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, I don't know what you would do with a woman who tortured her baby until he died. I, uh, when I heard the story yesterday, I thought, I want to do unspeakable things to you. I hope that when you're in prison, people do unspeakable things. Uh, she's a sadistic mother. Her name's Claire Biggs. And she was jailed yesterday for, I'm not even sure I want to bring you this, torturing her baby until he died in agony. Uh, she was dragged sobbing and screaming from court. And all she will face for killing this child, four years. Four years. Fant- what a fantastic country we live in. You can absolutely... She jumped on his chest, punched him. Can't believe it, can you? You can't... Be- I hope when you get into prison, love, they beat the crap out of you. I mean, it was exact... There were so many broken bones in this little child's body, it was impossible to tell what killed him. I mean, you just cannot... You know, you sometimes open up the papers in the morning. Yesterday, and they did it on the television, the story of the the thugs who threw that Staffordshire Bull Terrier off the eighth floor of a block of flats. And you think, I tell you what, I want to come round and throw you off the eighth uh, floor of a block of flats. You just can't believe it. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, the the judge said to her, you turned on a tiny baby. This was a baby, incidentally. This, This baby was only two months old. I mean, you cannot believe... The filth that is out there. Mind you, I turn on the television that's there every day, isn't it? The Jeremy Kyle show. The Trisha show. Thank God we're axing that. The sooner we axe it, the Jeremy Kyle one, the better. However, there is a woman here, uh, listed by a judge as, um, talented, but unfortunately craved attention and recognition. What was she craving recognition for? Radio programmes. Competitions on the radio. Now, there is a rule... Uh, that you can only win one competition per year. If you win a competition prize, you can't enter another competition for a year. That's the rule. This poor woman here tried to win a radio prize, £170,000, by pretending to be her aunt. And she's done it on various radio stations, including Capital. She called herself Fiona Phillips to win a holiday to Disney World, Florida, six days after her arrest for going onto another radio station and scooping 12 weeks' worth of holidays. She returned as Amy Manda on Capital and picked up £15,000. I mean, to be honest with you, I think she's quite clever. She's obviously bright. It's just that there's a rule saying you can't do it. Um, she also set up a room in her house which had so many lines in it and ten mobile phones so she could call competitions. We, over the years at LBC, have had people who are desperately, desperately wanting to win prizes. If you offer a nice prize, 
then somebody will phone up. And if it means that they have to put on a funny voice to actually get on the air... There was a book written by Michael Parkinson's producer, a guy called Chris, and it was how to get on TV quiz shows. Because there is... If, if you turn up and they go, OK, do, do you want to be on In It to Win It? Yeah. Why, why do you want to be in it? Or win, win some money. They're not going to book you. So what they're looking for is people with personality. A little bit difficult to sort of stress to some people. And that's why they're looking for somebody. So in other words, if you actually win a prize, how are you going to react? I've just given you £10,000. Yeah! You're going to jump up and down. You're going to practically border on heart attack. You don't want somebody going, thank you very, thank you very much. You don't want people like that. Go away. Go and sit at home and knit cats or something. Do whatever you want. Play with your knit cats. I don't know, why would you knit, knit a cat? Knit clothes for cats. That's the kind of level of it. And uh, so they're looking for somebody who's going to jump up and down. And they're looking for the oddballs. So consequently, when a vicar from Heathrow Airport turned up in a quiz show, people were going, oh, you're a vicar. How funny is that? The fact is, he was practically underemployed. How many people go to Heathrow Airport and go, do you know, I think I'll uh, go and say a quick prayer before we fly. They don't. So, of course, they, they don't have to do that much, and you can just go in the chapel and have a little prayer. So he turned up on every quiz show under the sun. And each one said the same. How unusual a vicar. Oh, yes, bless you, my child. You know, and it was all terribly like that. It was like some, some character out of a movie. So that's what they're looking for. And this, this book came out, and they did it in America. They used to have classes to teach people how to appear on a quiz show. There's no point if I do a quiz show in here, and if I give away a million pounds, and we're going to pick somebody, and we're going to go, listen, if, if, if Steve comes to you in a minute, you're going to go crackers, aren't you? Yeah, that, yeah, I'll do that for her. You know, they're going to go, oh, I'm not going to give you the prize. You're a waste of time, aren't you? They're not what we're looking for. We're looking for somebody who's going to get really excited. No point in being Miss Misery or Mr. Misery. You're looking for somebody who's going to get really excited. Yeah! In fact, so excited that they can't speak. I'd rather they were sick into the phone. I don't care. As long as somebody sounds grateful. That somebody, well, not very sick into the phone. You wouldn't hear anything, would you? But... <laughs> The more I think about that, the more awful it becomes. Anyway, uh, 84850, steve at Good morning, Mr. Allen. It's A-double-L-E-N. At least have the courtesy to learn how to spell somebody's name. Uh, it's an MBE for Lewis Hamilton. He was given it for the first black man ever to win Formula One. How patronising. How patronising. You're the first black man. Well done. So now we're going to have the first puff to win it. So let's, let's drag out the puff, shall we? Let's drag out, you know, the one-armed people. For How patronising to give an MBE for that. What a load of old rubbish. What a load of old rubbish. Mitch says, can you imagine what would have happened if those Muslims tried to hold a protest like that in America? When is this country going to stand up for itself? Well, we're wusses, aren't we? I'm terribly sorry. Oh, yes, you, you, you shout abuse at our soldiers. That's OK. OK, that's all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if, if we upset you by sort of saying we didn't like your beard because it looked a bit silly. You know, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. Give you some money, OK? Is that better? My God, we're soon not going to have anything left in this country. It's going to be dreadful, isn't it? Uh, 84850. Lynn says, you're so right about these people yelling at our soldiers. I mean, it is just... A, how people can say... There's pictures on the paper. They're quite clearly the lowlifes of their community. They're quite clearly people, even the local mosque has said they're twits. They're nothing to do with us. These are people who sit there and they probably just sponge. They just take, 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 and give absolutely nothing. Stephen Harlington says we should have let the soldiers have ammunition and see what would happen then. Why do, why do these people want to live here if they don't like us? I don't know. It's because we have this freedom of speech. And so people can come out and say anything they like. The trouble is, you say it back to them and they burst into tears. You know, oh, terrible. Islam is peace-loving, is it? Not the filth you've seen them holding up on posters. Oh, disgusting. Uh, another one here. Driving fast and driving a racing car. 
uh, are far apart. No, it's not. It's exactly the same tone. It's exactly the same. Driving fast, I'm afraid, is, is, is driving fast. What is it about driving fast you don't understand? God, blimey, I don't know. We've got them all out today. It's not care in the community day, is it? Wait a minute, let's have a check on this one. Might be, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at Um All those ghastly people you mentioned at the start of your programme, says Brian. In the words of Terry Thomas, what a shower. An absolute shower. He used to say that. The trouble is, if it wasn't so funny, it would be it would be a joke, wouldn't it? It would be a joke, but it's actually happening. It's 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 appalling. Only one thing with this vile creature that killed a child: death penalty. It's never going to happen, is it? We're not going to bring back the death penalty. That sort of thing is not going to happen. That's that's the the gut reaction, is that people like that do not deserve to live. They re- Why should we bother saving our hard-earned money? to keep somebody like that in prison, who's a crack addict. Oh, sorry. Oh, God, I've said it, haven't I? It's a crack addict. We have to look after them. In fact, really, today, go and hug a hoodie. Go up to them and go, I really love you. Give them a big wet kiss on the cheek, okay? As they knife you in the back. Uh, Patsy Palmer has has been snubbed, it says in the papers, by the organisers of Comic Relief, does The Apprentice, after a string of furious rows. Good for her. The 36-year-old EastEnders Motormouth told friends she's not been invited to a publicity launch on Friday and claims she's relieved. The slight comes after five days of ill-tempered filming last year when the five female contestants lived together in a hotel. On the last day, Furious Patsy accused... I think it's... Is it Ultimo or Ultimo? Ultimo, underwear boss Michelle Moan, who was leader of the girls' team, of being patronising. She also called Michelle, who'd bonded with Ruby Wax, mad as a March hare, and Carol Vorderman unemployable, uh, a stuck-up cow. After, I mean, this is... I love rows like this. It's just like Bianca, isn't it? I love it. She was given menial tasks, like putting out chairs. One pal says, Patsy felt that Michelle was belittling her. There was a lot of tension, and uh, it all just boiled over. Patsy was unavailable for comment last night. Oh, I'd be watching that one, won't I? Oh, because you, you feel the tension, can't you? Feel the tension. I love it. Good old Julia Roberts, 15 minutes late. Mind you, it's better than Michael Jackson, two blooming hours late. I mean, 15 minutes, we, we forgive you. I said he was really bad at being late, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor, you can wait three hours for Elizabeth Taylor, because, you know, I mean, even when she wasn't sitting in a wheelchair, she just couldn't be bothered. You know, they'd say, uh, we're all ready for you. I'll be ready when I'm ready. Bit, bit near Naomi Campbell. And you know how vile Naomi Campbell was. In fact, one of the things, she turned up so late and then she went, I'm sorry, Naomi's not doing the interview just yet, she needs something to eat. Stupid woman, honestly. Stuck up so-and-so. I wish I'd been Patsy Palmer. You stuck up cow, you. Would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? We've got to watch it now. It's going to get publicity. Because we're absolutely going to love stuff like that. That's what I like. More from the papers in a moment. It's uh, Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. This is LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Wednesday. Lovely drive yesterday. Lovely drive down the motorway. Went to my brothers, offloaded all my stuff, felt much happier, turned the car around, straight back up to London again. That good. It was a nice, pleasant little drive. I like driving down the motorway. I, I sort of sit there and I do drift off, not physically drift off, but I, I do sort of start dream. You know, as you go down the motorway, you think, right, what would I do? What would I buy my brother? You know, if I had loads of money. And strangely enough, as I, I went into his place and they had, they'd had one of those magazines delivered, which we all get in London, and we have one called The Richmond because it's Twickenham. And, uh, for, strangely enough, they have decided not to do one called the Twickenham. Obviously not enough interest. Lack of interest means we'll just do one called the Richmond magazine. But what it's got in it is a property section. 
So you love looking at it because you love looking at property that you can't afford. And, and it's got in there, you know, here's, here's a lovely property in Montpellier Row and they're looking for 2.75 million. And it's a very average house. I mean, something on an average road in Kew, around Kew Gardens, could cost you anything from 1.6 million upwards. For an average, double-fronted... Well, in fact, if it's double-fronted, you're looking at about 2.75 million. So I was intrigued to look through this magazine for Southampton. And it had a little property section there. And it had one of them, and it was a beautiful, double-fronted Victorian, five-bedroom, three-bathroom, garden... Beautiful condition. How much were they looking for this thing? Including double garage, parking. I mean, it, was, it really looked lovely. So it's the one where you've got the door in the middle and you've got, obviously, sitting on one side, dining room the other, and then it goes back and they've got upstairs bedrooms and bathrooms, stuff like that. How much were they looking for in Southampton? Over here, I mean, in queue, you'd be looking at about 2,600,000. Down there, 345,000. Three, small wonder people want to move out of London. 345,000. I mean, it was just... I looked at... I thought... I had to put my, my different glasses on, because I wasn't sure if I'd read it properly. 345,000. They had another one in a place called Bassett, which was a lovely, modern, four-bedroom townhouse, 240,000. We're living in the wrong part of... The, they're taking the mickey out of us. They're taking the mickey. What a bargain. And on one of them, they said, if you earn £30,000 a year joint income, you can have one of these flats, which would cost you, brand new, 170000 that's for two bedroom, two bathroom. Hundred and seventy. I'm living in the wrong place. And and there's there's no congestion charge in Southampton. In London, you've got to pay for the privilege of coming into work. And we're in a recession. We're in a recession. And they still have the audacity to charge that. The BBC put up the licence fee. Everywhere you go, there's these crappy fast food places, which are so awful. We're going to be a nation of obese people. Mind you, if you watch the Jeremy Carl show, we've arrived already. And there they are, you know, with the back... You know, their, their jeans, because they can just about fit them over their fat, lardy arse. And the tattoo there and the dirty old G-string. I mean, you know that they're those Friday night girls. And Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. In fact, they only get a night off to wash the jeans, I think. Uh, we've got a fantastic How Low today, which is a 42-inch LCD television and a Nintendo Wii. Good grief, the whole package. So, in other words, you can... Set up your 42-inch television in the corner and plug in your Nintendo Wii. This one's got invisible speakers around the screen. I mean, you're going to love it. If you've never played with a Nintendo Wii, go into HMV or something, play on it. Because I promise you, you'll, you'll buy it. And the next time I mention it on the programme, you'll say, I think we, we should go in for that one. Lowest unique bid will win. This one finishes at 5.30 today. So lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in quickly. Text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight. Two one. So LBC, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at five thirty. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Finishes at five thirty. It's a lovely one, that isn't it? Absolutely lovely. I like that idea. Another one here says, um, uh, "Why don't we give the death penalty to baby murderers and paedophiles? Why protect them and feed them? I'm tired of these people being treated like they deserve any help." I don't know why. I really don't know. I mean, I don't think we can have the death penalty, just in case you make a mistake. We've made mistakes in the past, and we don't want to do it again. Steve says, strange how somebody can be arrested for entering radio quizzes, and yet preachers of hate walk free. I know they're vile, aren't they? And you, you feel like sort of finding out exactly who they are, standing outside their house and shouting abuse. And then going, well, you shout your filth on the street, why can't we? You know, I, I think it's just fair, isn't it? 
Uh, death penalty too good. Hope anybody who treats a child or an animal like this rots in hell forever. They won't, of course, because they'll, they'll put it down to drugs or the fact that they probably were dropped on the head as a child or their mother didn't like them or something. There's always some excuse, isn't there? We see, that's all we're full of nowadays, excuses. As Carol Vorderman, not Carol Vorderman, yes, uh, Carol, no, Carol Malone said yesterday, she said, what we've lost in this country is discipline. Years ago, you know, she said, now, you go around a supermarket and a kid will sort of start picking things up off the shelf and the mother go, oh, they're just, they're just developing a personality. She said, years ago, your mother only had to look at you and you put the stuff back on the shelf and you put your hands by your side. Failing that, you've got a clip round the back of the legs and you were out that shop so fast. Nowadays, the pond life that's out there, the trouble is the people getting pregnant are not much older than the kids they're having. And they've got no idea of parenting. Not a clue. All they know is that you have sex with somebody because that means that they really love you. <laughs> right. And then you have a baby and the council give you a house. And then you sponge off the country and, uh, and you smoke dope and you dump your kid off with people and your kid goes out and sleeps with somebody else when they're 13. That's how it works. Sadly pathetic, isn't it? You've only got to walk around supermarkets to see it. Dreadful, dreadful. Uh, Steve, I can't believe we put up with these sick people disrespecting our armed forces. What about the feelings of the soldier's family? I don't know. I'm, I'm as speechless as uh, probably Nick Ferrari will be later on. If you see the hatred on these people's faces, the hatred, why don't they just go somewhere else? Stand in a field and protest. I think we just... And the worst thing was that because so many people in the crowd were going, what the hell do you think you're doing? The police protected the protesters. They're having a laugh, aren't they? Having a laugh. No, Stephen Harlington, they weren't arrested. The only people who were arrested were two people who were against the protesters, and the police arrested them. Shame on the police. Shame on them. Uh, 84850, uh Another one here. Uh, my English mixed-race teen... Who has always worked has had to endure BMP leaflets put through the door. Never had a racist Muslim one though. Double standards. I've never had a BMP leaflet dropped through my door. Where are you living? I love people like this. They always sort of people say, "Oh, we always had this." And everybody suffers abuse at some point. Every single person. You know, if you're fat, you're thin, you're bald, you're this, you're that. Everybody suffers it. Frankly, I could. You know, you get people who are picked on for being Christian. In fact, years ago, of course, we used to kill Christians. We used to stick them in Rome, didn't we? Go, Christian, in with the lions, in with the lions, off you go. And people used to clap and go, hey, it's fantastic. Look at this one, it's ripped his arms off. Fantastic. Nowadays, you have to be nice to people because of their religions. Dreadful, isn't it? Uh, 84850, uk. Um, another one here. Uh, nurses and soldiers should get the MBE, not Lewis. He doesn't even live in the UK, Steve. There you go. I missed uh, Alan saying his, uh, hello. Perhaps we could record it and have him saying it. I think he's going to pop up on, uh, on Christo's show very, very shortly. I think so. Uh, Linda says, uh, when you go to Paris, everything is expensive. Drinks are expensive, any variety, but food is reasonable, really good steaks. Uh, try this particular chain of restaurants. All French beef, great quality. Uh, it is a city of steps. Lots of beautiful buildings, but uh, don't bother doing the Eiffel Tower. Don't worry, I have no intention of doing the Eiffel Tower. I know what it looks like. I've seen it enough times. I've known to, you know, I don't need to go up it to go, oh, not the Eiffel Tower. Because I don't do queues. I really don't. Uh, Julie says, um, can you tell me how Jerry McCann, because this one resurfaced yesterday, the McCann's popped up again. Uh, this time, complaining about the, the press treatment. Now, I think I've heard this before. This time, they went... 
uh, to the Common Select Committee, and what, they, what he was saying now is that the press were irresponsible in the search for Madeleine. Um, and Linda, Julie says, did he and his wife not court the press for all they could get at the time of the poor little girl's disappearance? Well, they had to. If you were in a similar situation, and I've never been in a situation like that where you've lost a child, and you remember all the accusations, oh, they murdered her, they did this, and so consequently the whole country turned against the McCann. So when it, when it came for them to sit down in front of the press and say, listen, this happened, people are going, don't believe you. The amount of people you listen to on radio programmes who said, I just don't believe the McCanns. So they were fighting against that prejudice. I admit that I thought they were terribly wasteful with the amount of money that was raised. I think they paid one particular agency something like £20,000 a month to go nowhere. They got no further with £20,000 a month, and I think more than a million pounds was donated. But, but you get desperate. But 20000 I think people just robbed them blind. Robbed them blind. They, they've got loads of money in, oh, yeah, 50, no, 50000 a month. This agency were charging. 50,000 quid a month for, you know, where, where do you get... The police couldn't find anything. Mind you, they're a bit incompetent in that part of the world anyway. But, again, it comes down to that question. If they hadn't gone out that night, if they hadn't left the children, if they hadn't done this, it's always if, 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 if. And it's no good looking backwards and then going, well, of course, if they hadn't done this, Madeline wouldn't have disappeared. The answer is, they know that. They're, 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 they're probably quite well aware because they've had it shoved down their throats every five minutes. And that's, that's the problem with it. And I, I agree, everybody seems a bit half-hearted. We go, well, of course, how many people would actually go out and leave children? And the answer is, you wouldn't. But they happened to on that night. But they're now paying for it for the rest of their life. I don't think they'll ever find Madeline. I wouldn't know what she looked like now. You could see a little girl walking down the street. You wouldn't know who it was. We've all forgotten, haven't we? All they're trying to do, I suppose, is keep it fresh in, in people's mind. And that's the tragedy of the whole thing. They, they, they must look back now with horror and think... God, if only we'd not done this, if only we'd not done that. But, as I said at the time, we have children of that age, my, my godchildren, we would never leave them at home and go out for dinner, even on holiday. Never on holiday. Put it this way, you go out for dinner in the evening, we all go out for dinner. You know, even when, when Danielle was, was two, she came for dinner. In fact, throughout her entire life. And she'd sit there in her, in her pushchair off, she'd eaten dinner, and she'd go to sleep. Never left her. Wouldn't even dream of it. Far too many loonies out there, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Lee says... Uh, have just arrived home from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, because they're previewing at the moment, I think, Priscilla. And uh, highly recommended. Great fun. Can't do an official review of it, Lee, just yet, but uh, I take the point. I went to see uh, a preview as well. Uh, two issues to moan about, which seem to affect most London theatres. The seats are tiny. You're quite right, Victorian theatres. Very little leg room for people like you. And forget the bar. The guys at the bar work hard, but the bar facilities, rubbish. I totally agree. It's on at the, um... Oh, God. I can't the theatre. It's the... Not the... Andrew Lloyd Webber's theatre it is, anyway. Or perhaps Cameron's bought it now. Uh, Katie Smith, who's the press officer for the Cock Tavern Theatre. Morning, Katie. Thank you very much indeed. I shall try and take you up on that offer very shortly. She says, I know you're in Paris on our press night this Friday. Very jealous. Although I don't envy your early morning starts. Listen, I love the early morning starts. i tell you for why I love them. It's because London's quite quiet. You come into town at this time of the morning and all I've got to contend with is a few drunks in Leicester Square. And believe you me, I can cope with a few drunks in Leicester Square. I feel a bit Georgi Markov sometimes. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't know that. I knew you wouldn't know Georgi. Georgi Markov was that uh, Russian who was murdered with the umbrella with the poison tip in it. Murdered by a Russian on, was it Waterloo Bridge or one of the bridges? And as they went past, they just went... And bumped into him with the umbrella. He didn't think anything. And then he died afterwards. And they went, it was a poisoned umbrella. And if you go to Scotland Yard, which unfortunately many of you will not be able to go to, and you go to their museum there, 
They've got all sorts of guns and things built into all sorts of equipment, you know, built into this, built into that, into umbrellas, umbrella guns, everything. So, in other words, you could be walking around town looking like, you know, terribly normal, and, and you're actually carrying a weapon. And that's how Georgi Markov died. Morning, Noreen. She says, I did listen to the Bite Size podcast a couple of times. I've lost about £10. Good for you. Good for you. Because we're on the free podcast at the moment with uh, the Steve Allen Guide to Losing Weight. What do you mean you haven't checked it out? Better check it out immediately. It's free. Quarter to six. News headlines. A gunman's killed at least nine people after going on the rampage across two Alabama counties. Local police say he then turned the gun on himself. After two soldiers and a police officer were murdered in Northern Ireland, thousands are expected at peace protests later. Rallies will take place in cities including Belfast and Londonderry. And tickets for a one-off gig by Sir Paul McCartney in Las Vegas sold out in seven seconds. Just 4,000 fans will get to see the former Beatle perform at the opening of the new joint at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in April. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Hugh Broom for you. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, fairly quiet at the moment in Eltham, the A20... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's uh, fantastic to have your company, actually. Being a Wednesday morning. Wednesday. I love Wednesday mornings. Mind you, I love Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I love all of them. Uh, Anne says, if you lived in Southampton, it would only take an hour from Waterloo East. Why don't you buy that lovely house? Who's to say I didn't? Who's to say I didn't? Um, another one here. Uh, Steve, didn't a listener text him boasting they'd won a howlow twice? Ah, but that's not a, a competition for money. That's a competition that's done on a computer. So, in other words, it's completely random. You can't stop somebody winning something if they've won it randomly, but it's entering competitions where there are big uh, cash prizes. The, the how low is completely random, and it's good. Mark and Lee Green said, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for the lowest bid, because if I win and you call me back, I won't sound happy and grateful. You won't win then, will you? <laughs> Although not we'd have any choice on that one at all. Um, Carl says, what really worries me about this awful Julie woman who's written about her son is the fact that her equally appalling husband appears to be a magistrate. Is it any wonder the country's gone to the dogs? Oh, it's that easy to become a magistrate. Most people could become uh, a magistrate very, very quickly. Uh, I'm hoping to win my one and only quiz this year, says Lynn. I wish you well, because it's quite good for the, uh, for the how low. Oh, uh, Georgi Markov was Bulgarian, not Russia. Bulgarian, Russian, come on. What difference does it make? What difference? Uh, Mitch says, the trouble with saying that scum will suffer in prison is that prisons are full of the same kind of people. They probably have a very nice time inside. I don't think they have a nice time. <laughs> but, uh, but things are denied them, which is, which is good news. I always like that idea. Uh, Noreen did get to see uh, the Piers Morgan and Kikati Price interview. She is dim. Well, all she can talk about is the same things, isn't it? It's very, it's very dull, very dull, but did get good ratings, so for that we should be grateful. Uh, another one here. And um, I've heard of the Salvation Army, says Robert, and the Church Army, but the Royal Anglican Regiment, it's Anglian Regiment. I know. Actually, strangely enough, they are, they are in all the papers today. Nick Ferrari will be talking about that a little bit later on, as you know. And... Um, the distraught dad of a little girl crushed to death by a family television. This is the second time I've read a story like this, where a television on a stand has fallen off and crushed a little girl to death. They heard a crash in the living room of their flat, and uh, the dad uh, went in there, and the television had fallen on top of her. Why don't parents supervise their children? Why don't they supervise? It's just, it's, it's just awful, isn't it, that something like that can uh, happen. Bookies breathed a huge sigh of relief the other day. You know, whew. Why? 
because they nearly had to pay £25 million payoff. And you know that bookies don't like paying out at all. They'll always make some excuse, won't they? Well, you know, we don't... And anyway, the hot favourite was beaten in the champion hurdle at Cheltenham. I mean, it was it was pretty close thing. But by God, I bet they were relieved. I love it. Builder Gary Bates got so fed up with his wife's nagging, he put an ad in a magazine to get rid of her. He put it in a trade-it magazine as very high maintenance, some rust. Several men called, but he had to tell them, sorry, she's gone. Donna from Gloucestershire said, I took it as a joke. I don't think it was a joke at all, actually, love. But very funny. Oh, there's a joke. It's uh, old Vic Beckham out again. Do you know, for a, a woman who's only 34, she's looking so ancient. And the legs and the veins sticking through. But she was wearing a, an Alexander McQueen number. She looks like a barcode. I don't understand, actually, what's the purpose of putting her in the papers. I haven't quite got over that one yet. But, but she's in there every day. And, uh, and good it is, too, I suppose. And here she is, Melanie Chisholm, otherwise known as Sporty Spice. And there's a picture of a baby. Unbelievable, isn't it? And um, so she's uh, the first arrival for Mel and her partner, because they're not married, like so many of them, Thomas Starr. Scarlet has a shock of brown hair like her mama. Fortunately, too young for tattoo. Why do they always go, oh, isn't this baby gorgeous? It's not. It's an ugly child. You only have to look at it to realise it's not attractive. Most babies are not attractive. They can't help it. They're babies. They only get to be attractive a little bit. When they're babies, they're not attractive. I know mothers go, oh, isn't that gorgeous? No, they're not. They're not. It's just ridiculous. Don't ever sort of, you know, talk about things like that to me. Um, oh, no, that's a horrible story. Don't do horrible. I've decided we only do nice stories this morning. I'm trying to find nice stories, but so far, all I've found is utter misery and degradation and everything else. Um, I mean, even with your text messages this morning, I'm trying to find something that's going to lighten the mood. It's not easy, is it? But it's here. Um, I'm subject to contracts on a flat in Barnes. Very stressful. A one-bed flat, says Angela, £250,000 valuation, new build, and the vendor tries to push me to move as soon as possible. In a recession, it's a buyer's market. If you can get a mortgage, and I shall find out if all well, if not, I shall be boiling my head. What do you know about Barnes? Um, Barnes, it's got the pond in the middle. It's quite upmarket. Barnes Village is quite villagey. A lot of people like it. Very near the river, so you've got some nice walks along there. So it's, it's, it's a good area. It's good. And, and, and Hugh Broom says it's very common, apparently. And Oh, it's got a common. I do beg your pardon. It's a little bit difficult to tell sometimes what Hugh is saying as he mumbles through. His, and it has a station as well. In fact, um, uh, yes, talking of travel, we shall come round to that a little bit later on. It's exciting that Hugh Broom knows all about... He hangs on every word on this programme, hoping for his daily mention so he can say to the girlfriend, well... I say girlfriend, I don't talk too much about it. But uh, apparently she's got him under the thumb. So you can say, look, I was on the radio again. Because I've never known a man on it, but he, all he talks about is travel. Travel, travel, travel. We were saying this yesterday on the programme. If you walk past the desk, you know, most people are chatting about, oh, this and that. No, Hugh Broom's going, of course, on the M11, you know, Junction 3. Dreadful. Really is dreadful at the moment. And he'll sit there and he stares at the screen. I'd love to see him at home. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in, in Hugh Broom's pad for more than one reason uh, and just see what, what, he do, what, what television programmes he watches at home. <laughs> do you think to do with travel and stuff like I don't know. I don't know. Uh, inside the Daily Star today... Uh, David Walliams and Robbie Williams have admitted they flashed their tackle at each other. You do worry, don't you, about this kind of thing? Poor old Robbie Williams. I mean, what does he do now? Answer, he doesn't do very much. Uh, Jade, her last interview, she says, I've done more in 27 years than others do in a whole lifetime. Yep, and you've been paid for it. Let's not forget about it. Let's not, let's not forget about the money side of it. Um, eight for eight... Sorry, I forgot my, my thing is 84850, steven.lbc.co.uk. I'm so used to saying it when you actually come round to saying it. Sometimes you have a mind block and I can't think of it. Uh, very nice. 
uh, that uh, Jack was out the other day spending money. Considering he's not working, it's fantastic. He bought, because we're told, uh, black pants for £70, black jacket 145 and a pair of military-style boots for 160 so there you go. And a Jade fan claiming to be a faith healer tried to visit Jade, but the man, who said his name was Eli Abraham, was barred by security. Oh, well, there you go. So obviously not. Michael Jackson couldn't get through either, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, Jade has said now that uh, I'm dying but I'm happy. She sent a message to the British public, for those who are interested. And she's also said she wants a public funeral so that people can come and pay their respects. Well, I'm sure she'll have her wish. I'm sure she- Although, you know, people might, might think a little bit differently nearer the time. Actually, looking at this picture of Victoria Beckham, it, does, it makes your eyes look a bit funny, actually. She might be putting on, on the pounds. Bit of a worrying thing. Unlike poor Katie Price, wearing her naff pink outfit. I mean, she looks at the trouble. It's because Katie Price has got no class. Not one little piece of it. She's got no idea. So, in this outfit here, she's wearing cut-off jeans, like little hot pants. But, you know, really badly cut off. with A, a pink thing, a pink bag... Glasses, the fake hair tied back, and pink-type Ugg boots. She looks like she's walked off the set of a cheap porno movie. I mean, she can't help it. She just looks cheap and, and tacky. Mind you, here's somebody who we haven't seen for a little while. Uh, out the other night at the Television and Radio Industry Club Awards, Danielle Westbrook. Good Lord. Last time we saw Danielle, it was face down with some Colombian marching powder. But apparently now she's uh, back and raring to go. Looking quite good, actually. Looking quite good. I, w- I was working with uh, Danielle when she was in the middle of her, her drug hell. And uh, she spent most of her time in tears. It was most peculiar. Uh, here's, here's Patsy Palmer. Bianca. We love Patsy Palmer. We think she's fab. And a few other people I've never heard of. Alan Carr got an award. Uh, some people here. Um, strangely enough, uh, the winners were Satellite Digital TV personality Eamon Holmes... Oh, lovely. Oh, I'm thrilled. Digital radio personality, Johnny Vaughan. Gee, I must go up and congratulate him. I really must. Uh, Alan Carr, got TV personality. Sports presenter, was gone, you'll never guess. Gary Lineker. Oh, Dullsville. Uh, newscaster and reporter, Sir Trevor MacDonald. That's OK, isn't it? Uh, weather presenter, Carol Kirkwood. Soap personality, Catherine Kelly. No, you see, no, none of you know her. She's in Coronation Street. Um... Arts and documentary programme went to Antiques Roadshow. Satellite digital programme, Gavin and Stacey. Um, another one here. Radio digital radio programme, Capital's Breakfast Show. God, there's twice I've got to go and congratulate him. God, dear. What a day we'll have. What a day. Uh, <laughs> uh, drama programme, Lark Rise to Candleford. Daytime programme, Loose Women. Not too thrilled about that, but there you go. Uh, entertainment programme, Top Gear, Soap of the Year, EastEnders, and the special award went to Have I Got News For You. That's good, isn't it? Gary Lineker. Oh, how old is that girl you're going out with, Gary? Oh, lovely. Oh, good news. If you want to buy a piece of Kerry Katona memorabilia, she's selling uh, one of her fake boobs to raise cash for charity. So she's taken out the silicon breast implant, and uh, it's up on eBay. So that's marvellous, isn't it? So if you're looking for an unusual present to buy a loved one or somebody sick, then, no, no, Kerry is all fake. Fake, fake, fake. Can't sing, can't actually act, can't do anything at all. But it's up on eBay, and so far it's achieved the fantastic sum of £21. So that's really good, isn't it? Obviously, Kerry is as popular as ever, which is very good. So uh, good luck to Kerry there. God, blimey. Dreadful, isn't it, really? Uh, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. Other side of the news. 
We'll have a chat to Susan Spence about what's happening in the wonderful world of soaps. More from the papers. We'll tell you what's happening with Nick Ferrari's programme this morning. It'll have to be that story on the front of most of the papers. The welcome home soldiers who've lost 12 comrades returning from Iraq to be greeted by a hate-filled mob of Muslim demonstrators. Uh, This is the homecoming of the Royal Anglian Regiment. That and more... And more from our How Low and more of your texts and emails after the news next on 97.3. You probably didn't know it's illegal for travellers to... Morning, everybody. Seven minutes past six. Nice to have your company. It's Wednesday, March the 11th. Very nearly my birthday. <laughs> Not just yet, actually. I dread talking about how old... I dread talking about how old. It's just too depressing for words. Don't forget, Nick Ferrari with you at seven o'clock this morning. And uh, coming up today, the paper reviewer, Claire Alger, executive director for Reprieve. They're also talking about this uh, Muslim protest. And they'll be talking to Ahmed Versi, the editor of the Muslim News. And also, these protests could be considered insightful, so says Patrick Mercer, MP. Plus, uh, they'll be talking about how David Cameron will handle PMQs with Quentin Letts, and should the media be ashamed of their treatment of the McCanns? And Siobhan Wykes uh, on Jade, is it ghoulish to watch the wedding show? The answer is, I would have thought most of you would be saying, absolutely, absolutely. It's, you know, but I said to you yesterday, and I said the day before and the day before that, she's not going yet. She's got loads of energy left. I mean, people who are in the, the last stages of cancer are not bouncing around like she is. She was able to shout at this woman over the bed the other day. Well, I'm telling you, people in the last stages don't have the strength. They just want to go to sleep. If she's saying, I don't want to go to sleep because so I might not wake up, she's got loads of energy. Really, I promise you. Mind you, you watch. I'll eat my words. Tomorrow I'll come in and be in that dreadful news. Anyway, lovely Susan Spence. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's a lovely day. You know, I was just looking at a lovely sunset... Is it? Well, let me look. Uh, do you know um, what? I haven't sunrise, even looked sorry. at the curtains. Oh, you must have a peek um, through. Oh, oh, actually, do you know what? You're right. It's it's uh, it's like a shepherd's um, sky. It's, Is it's, it? Yeah, it's What's like it? a, it's nice and in Ealing. It's nice and blue sky. And Beautiful, nice, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? Pinky, and there's a real white frost on the grass, actually. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. those frosts on the... You know when you, you walk over the grass and it's sort of... It's semi-winter and you're out in the countryside and, and it crunches. Yeah, there's a little crispiness about Ooh, it. Oh, I love a bit yeah. of crispiness. <laughs> I planted my, my sweet peas yesterday. And I suddenly realised when I'd actually planted them and hung them up, I thought, it did say on the thing, keep in a warm place. And to be honest with you, I don't want to take them to bed. I think it's just unnecessary. <laughs> no, they, I They'll I hang up there and them. harden themselves off. Anyway, yeah, are hard, aren't they, really? Well, they'd better be after this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for sweet peas. And I'll tell you what else I want to put out this year. I've decided to be different. I want to put hanging strawberries in the baskets. Hanging strawberries? Yeah, That's you, new. Yeah, you, you, you can buy... There's a, a strawberry that you plant in baskets and it hangs down. And I thought that would look quite nice. And I like the idea of every time I walk out the front door, picking a fresh strawberry. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Good, Very decadent, yeah. On the yes. other hand, it sort of attracts bees and stuff like that, and I'm not big into bees. Well, it's exactly why I would never have anything like that. Do you know what say. we've got in here? Susan, in the studio, and I discovered it two days ago, hidden behind the bin, there's a mouse box. Oh, uh, for some awful moment, I thought you were going to tell me that you had a wasp's nest or something. No, I thought, I'm not coming, ever no, coming I've, back I've had again. wasp's nest at home before. Two, two, twice we've had them. But there's a, there's a little mouse box behind the bin. Oh, dear. Frighten the life out of me. It's blue. Well, it's got curtains it's and everything, a little front door, and Mr. Mouse <laughs> lives here, and this kind of stuff. As long as you don't see one running over the floor, go you'll to, be don't, fine. Don't even go there. Scream on air. I'm going to have to lift my legs up now. <laughs> and I don't do that for anybody at this time of the morning. Anyway, uh, into the wonderful world of soaps. 
Yeah, well, there's one major storyline um, in Coronation Street this week. If you're only going to watch one, make that the one that you watch because uh, Friday is the day of Becky and Steve's wedding. Um, but it's Friday the 13th, of course, and she hates Friday the 13th. Uh, but tonight in Coronation Street, this is where it all kicks off because uh, Steve finds out that his best mate Lloyd and his mom and a few others have run a book as to whether or not the wedding will actually happen or not. And he's quite upset by this. So he does um, goes into the pub and stands up in front of everybody and talks about Becky. And it, it's quite, it really, it's quite romantic for Steve. Because you know what Steve McDonald's like? He's not a romantic boy. Absolutely. And Becky is, is just really touched by this. And in effect, it's his wedding speech because the minute he finishes, he turns around and says to everybody, right, none of you are coming to the wedding. I don't want you there. If you can't support me, then I don't want you at my wedding. And that includes... His mum, Liz, <laughs> and his best mate, Lloyd. So everybody quite taken aback by that. And then the wedding appears on, arrives on Friday morning. And Becky thinks to herself, well, she wasn't going to have a hen night because she was frightened that she'd get so drunk that she wouldn't turn up. But, of course, she's so nervous that morning that she starts drinking really early to calm her nerves. And then she goes to the hairdresser, has some champagne, and Blanche pops in with a two-litre bottle of cider, very classy, um, some wine and all these different things. By the time she actually gets to the registry office, she can barely stand up. Um, and in between that, she's also gone up onto the roof of Underworld um, to start dancing. there was a roof. Oh, yeah, there is, because don't you remember a while ago that Karen McDonald and Steve had a big hoo-ha up on the roof? Do you remember that a couple of years vaguely, ago? Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah, well, she goes up in, in typical Karen McDonald style, and Roy has to bring her back down. You love the wedding dress, Steve, because it's very Katie Price. <laughs> pink, oh. ballerina, <laughs> oh. bad taste. Nice. Yeah, you love it. <laughs> um, so she actually ends up at the registry office. The two of them are standing there, and I will not say any more. There's a, there's a little bit of a twist on Friday. Um, anybody who wants to know more... Next week's storylines are already up on the website, so you'll get an idea of what happens on Friday by reading them. Right. Um, but definitely, definitely, if you're only going to watch one, Coronation Street tonight and the double bill on, on Friday. Um, and a reminder that on BBC One on Friday, there is no EastEnders, of course, because it's comic relief night. Oh, I've got that to put up had. with. <gasps> yes, I know. <laughs> There's all sorts of stories in the paper today about Patsy Palmer, and she's had a big row with them on the Celebrity Apprentice thing. Yeah, I was going to say that to you, to, to watch that. It starts, um, it's on two nights, it's on Thursday and on Friday. Mm. Um, absolutely, definitely want to watch wait. that. Because I love Patsy Palmer oh, yeah. anyway, and I, and I really want to see her um, get tore into somebody, because I, I'll definitely be on, on her side, even if she is wrong. Oh, absolutely, I'm, I'm exactly yeah. the same. I couldn't, put this way, the woman can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't care less if everybody says she's wrong. I'm, I'm backing her. Yeah, I have to admit, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing that. But, of course, that's the kind of, like, the run-up, because Apprentice will start for real quite shortly. Oh, so we're not still drowning um, on with this rubbish, are we? Yeah. God, but yeah why is it all the yeah. all the failures on The Apprentice are the ones who irritate us on the television and things? You turn on and there's a few, and you think, you weren't, you didn't even win the blooming thing. There was one the <laughs> other day trying to sell us to, to give us advice on the recession. I thought you didn't even win. Go away. I know, that's, that, that's the thing. They do tend to pop up. But, um, mind mm. you saying that, the guy that won it the last time around, he, he's, doing, he's doing quite well. He seems to have stuck it, the whole point of it, which was to work for Sir Alan. Yes. Um, and he's still there, which is quite good. Listen, got to leave it there, but lovely as yeah. always. Of course. And we'll talk to you next week. Pleasure. All right, cheers, Steve. OK, Bye. thank you. Bye. Lovely Susan Spence. Check out her uh, website, or you can get a link through from com, and all the soaps are on there. OK, it's uh, coming up quarter past six.
LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Dawn says, you know, the Ting Tings were doing a gig in Brixton on Friday when I was going to see Noah and the Whale. Couldn't do both. Something on the power grid in Brixton broke ten minutes before the doors opened, so the Ting Tings gig was cancelled and everybody was turned away, but they're going to reschedule. Well, this uh, boy was out in Leicester Square last night. I saw him with Julia Roberts. I had to try and lip-read because I didn't have the volume up, but I'm assuming that Steve Hargrave was asking about underarm hair, which was very apropos from the last time she was here. Morning, Stevie. Yeah, 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 I asked her. Were you asking her? What do you use to wax? Because (laughs) mine are a bit hairy. Oh, you are. uh, Yeah, yeah, Tintin's was interesting because the streets, the band, they got the plug, well, they didn't get the plug ball, but they literally went down at Brixton as well. They've been having a little bit of problems down there. Strangely enough, um, the Noah and the Whale gig uh, on Friday, uh, mm. which was very strange, because you got a 20-minute film, then J.J. Mm. Pistolet, which we played before, you remember, mm-hmm. and then yeah. another 20-minute film, and then Noah and the Whale. Mm. Yeah, well, they've made a, a load of films that run parallel with their new album. Right. So every song has a video, and they're very into their film, so that's what they've kind of done with it. So. Very good. Well, Dawn filled that's us in on those ones, so that's good. Yes, there you get her on. <laughs> yes, she might as well come on and do the gig guide every week. <laughs> Dawn's yeah. gig guide. Dawn's gig guide. Now, we've only got two bits of music, Steve. Yes, which is fine. You know, we is can fine. talk more. We, ne- we never talk enough anymore. Without, I'm going to leave it all with you. So the first piece of music is... Emelina Torina. Oh. She's from Iceland. Oh. She has a... And I, well, I say a good album out. I mean, it came out last year, but it's very good, called Me and Armini. And uh, she sang the Gollum song at the end of Lord of the Rings... <laughs> Uh, two towers. Claim to she's fame. been around, basically. What I'm saying, she hasn't been around before. She, I think she co-wrote "Slow." I think the Kylie song. No. One of them she co-wrote anyway. Um, but she is playing this week, and she's playing. Where did I write down where she's playing? We'll, we'll find out. I'll find out. Oh, in a okay. Second. She's playing sometime this week <laughs> she's in London. Playing somewhere. Probably playing in you the bathroom. <laughs> It's what happens when you write your list when you're out asleep. <laughs> I isn't know. It? It's your own fault. <laughs> you miss out valuable information. This is a, <laughs> anyway, have a quick listen. This is uh, Emelina Torina. It's a song called Jungle Drum. Hey, I'm in love. Do you know, strangely enough, I, I quite warmed to that. Did you really? I did. Were you, were you surprised? I'm, I'm always eternally surprised when you like them. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, it's, it's very rare, isn't it? I mean, you know, the it's, idea it of us sitting happen. down and going through your record collection of an evening would be, you know, my idea oh, of hell. Which has which has grown, my record collection. Uh, of course it has. Since we last spoke. She's playing it, um, Yulu. There you go, University of London. Right. 13th. I like that a lot. I thought that was good. There you go. 13th is Friday, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. There you go. There you go. And she's playing Glastonbury. Good for her. So that's Emiliana Torina. Of course, no point now in going onto YouTube, is there? Because they can't find any blooming music videos. I, you can't. It still is. Some still is. I, it's not. It's not a complete. It's, I think it's very hard for them just to wipe everything out immediately. Yeah. So I, I, something still was. I think that video still is. But I don't know what is and what isn't. And I think they were sorting something else out anyway. Hope so. they sort it out. It's ruined my yes. life. Sure. Uh, the other piece of music we've got is from a singer-songwriter. It ruined my life. <laughs> Changed my life. Quite extreme, Steve. <laughs> well, just a little bit. What will I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do now. I've got nothing to do. <laughs> um, on to someone slightly older. Um, Marianne Faithful. Oh. She's uh, been around. Been around a while. Love How old is she? Marianne, 60-something? Yeah. I would think. Yeah, let's have another look for that as well. Yeah. Um... She's got a new album out. It comes out on Monday. It's called Easy Come, Easy Go. It's, as the title suggests, fairly 
easy listening type mm. kind of music. Um, there's two versions, a single version and a double version, which just seems to have more songs on, and a DVD comes with it as well. The double version's quite good. It's got loads of different artists on it. Um, Anthony from Anthony Johnson, Sean Lennon, Rufus Wainwright, Cat Power, Nick Cave, Tilly Thompson, Jarvis Cocker, loads and loads of her wow. celebrity chums. Good. Um, and the, I've listened to it, and it's not bad, but like I said, the, the double version's good, because the second disc has got some of the better songs, I think. I like Marianne Faithful. like her a lot. She's, yep, she's lovely. I think I spoke to her once. Mm. Once. She was very, very nice, very sweet. Good. And okay. very, very pretty still. Very she is pretty. Um, this first song, this is from Easy Come, Easy Go. This is the song, it's the first song on the album, actually. It's the Dolly Parton cover, and it's called Down from Dover. I think I could be downloading that album later. I don't know the track, strangely enough, Steve. Mean and moody. Mean. And I thought I knew most Dolly Parton songs. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, don't, I just, I just regurgitate what I read on that one. I must admit, I can't, I can't place it myself. Actually, to check her out, everybody on on iTunes with her early stuff because she did some yeah. really, really good, some really, just really good a, things. Just a nice voice. It's nicely produced this new album, though. Yeah. So, uh, good to hear again. She's sixty-two. Sixty-two. Right. Never wrong. Uh, very quickly, uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael. Oh, you know, okay. we've probably bored you enough with this anyway in the week, but uh, <laughs> the pre-sale tickets are today, the proper tickets are tomorrow, the announced 10, they told us 30 dates well, they were going to try and squeeze out of him, so mm. uh, you've, if, well, you probably know about it. If you've, if you've written in and pre-registered, then yeah. you'll be getting your tickets and this and the other, but yeah, look out for loads more dates being announced on that one. Tina tomorrow, Turner's cancelled some gigs. Tina Turner cancelled because she's, she's got Ill. throat problems. Yes. Yeah. And strange enough, the, the Michael Jackson thing, Eogan, Eogan Quinn, um, yeah. uh, wanted to meet Michael Jackson because apparently Eogan sang Ben on the X Factor, and yeah. so he said, can, "Can you introduce me to Michael Jackson?" Somebody said it was a silly. Well, <laughs> qualifies him instantly. Exactly. If you ever sing a Michael Jackson song, apparently that means by law you just have you to go and meet, meet him. him. Yes. Yeah. So. And stay the night if you're very lucky. So there you go. <laughs> uh, right, uh, very quickly, Island Records gig. Island Records gigs. Uh, and they was fifty years old. Fifty years old. So they're doing some uh, gigs at Shepherd's Bush in May. Uh, so they got the Fratellis, Cat Stevens, uh, Paul Weller, Keen are doing, and Amy Winehouse. Interestingly enough, on the thirty first of May, Ooh. tickets on sale this Friday. So have a look out for that one. Lots of new people. Uh, Bob Dylan's going to release an album in April, apparently. Billy Bragg's playing the Camden Crawl, which should be quite exciting, with Echo and the Bunny Men as well. That's in April the 24th. You too? And you uh, too, yeah, playing at Wembley Stadium on the 14th of August. Tickets are rather reasonable from £30. Apparently. I wish my only big gripe with all the adverts I keep seeing in the stand and all the other papers at the weekend is for all the gigs. Mm. Not one of them puts down how much the tickets are. You've got to call up before they yeah. tell you how much they... Why don't they put, you know, tickets for this £45, tickets well, for this £100? Well, if they're not on £100. there, it probably means they're very expensive. Well, and then, no. of course, they stick the big booking fee on top, so... Why you have to have tickets. a booking fee? I've got no idea. They've only answered a blooming telephone. And some sort of credit card fee as well. Yeah. They end up paying so much... Anyway, people have ramp ranted on about that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't add to it. No, Neil Young's right. playing Hard Rock Calling as well, Steve. The other Saturday night is Neil Young. Um, Saturday night's Bruce, sorry. So, no, Saturday's Neil, Sunday's Bruce, which means it's kind of like the Glastonbury lineup, but in London. Fabulous. So if you can't get to Glastonbury, do that instead. Good stuff. All right, kiddo, enjoy the rest of your day. I will do, I will do, you too. Look I'll as fantastic you. as ever on Sky. Every time we see you, <laughs> I get more sickened by the fact that I think you're getting yeah. younger looking. 
right back at you. Right back yeah. at you on those videos I've seen of you. Bless but your heart. Thank you for that. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Steve Hargrave is back with us next week on Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. London's biggest conversation. LB for a famous draw and a famous series victory. And the Queen Mother Champion Chase is the big race on day two of the Cheltenham Festival with Masterminded, the hottest favourite of the entire meeting. He won it by 19 lengths last year and his odds-on to retain that title. They also run today at Huntingdon, Kempton and Southall. And Steve Allen's racing tip is next. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. Thankfully, the bookies didn't have to pay out yesterday at Cheltenham because the, I think the uh, the favourite got beaten. In the big race, yeah. yeah, yeah. Saved themselves £25 million. That was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> They're so mean, the bookies. They're happy to take in all these millions, and yet when it comes to paying I know, out... It's not, it's not right, is it? It's not right, is it? They stand there. You know, I've seen them with their wads of cash. Mm. They really are loads of money. Unfortunately, uh, you were rubbish yesterday. I know. Sorry about that. Not, not that there's any consolation to anyone who may have followed it, but I did have an 8-1 to winner at Cheltenham yesterday, just not the one that I, did you? I tipped yesterday. So I personally was, was in the money. Actually, strangely enough, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine yesterday, and he said that another friend of ours in, in Twickenham, Les, who, who follows, obviously, the form, I thought we should get him on to do the, the racing <laughs> tips, because the other day he went in, he put £25 each way on mm. horse, and it came in, and he got 750 quid. Nice. And I thought... They're the sort of winners that you need. I know, I like that kind of stuff. Um, unfortunately, yesterday, your follow the plan mm. uh, didn't. Didn't follow the plan it, at it all. It followed the eighth it? one because you <laughs> came in ninth. It doesn't matter. You're still in profit, £9.49. Uh, Alex had uh, Eberzayan, I think it was, out of 23, big race, 20th. <laughs> Hardly worth bothering that, that racing. That makes me feel a bit better. It, it does, yes, because yours was ninth out of 17th. So you were <laughs> right. So he lost £2. His total loss is now £11.21. So today we're off to Cheltenham, the 5.15... Kel Esprit, each way. Each way. Yeah, each way, okay. Yeah. Are you, um... Uh, I've, I think you've got to go for Cheltenham, because yeah. it, it's for the challenge, you know. It's okay. far more difficult to find a winner at Cheltenham. But yeah. uh, five plus two at Cheltenham today, I'm going for uh, Diamond Harry to win. Diamond Harry, I like the sound of that. Mm. It's got a ring to it. Unbeaten, I think, this year. Is it? Well, oh, here we go. <laughs> Having said that, that, that's it. Kiss of death. Exactly. If it's listening at the moment, they, they'll take it back in the uh, <laughs> in the stable again. All right, Phil, we'll talk tomorrow. Well, Dave, see Excellent. Then. Thank you for that. Phil Blacker, LBC Sports Editor, back with Nick after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. I did mention the other day that there's an event taking place in Twickenham, surprisingly. And this is on the 24th of April. And uh, at long last, the Eel Pie Club in association with the London Borough of Richmond, are going to officially acknowledge the bands and the musicians who began their careers on Eel Pie Island in the 1960s. And quite a line-up there was, too. Liverpool had uh, the Beatles, but in fact, they're going to be having, uh, on the 24th of April at 4pm, the Mayor of Richmond, joined by other Mayors of London and VIP guests and members of the public, will unveil the Music of Eel Pie Island Heritage Board. It's going to be by the Barmy Arms opposite Eel Pie Island. They're, they're digging it all up at the moment. If you know the area, you'll know it. So this is on the 24th of April. Uh, after they've done this, there's going to be uh, a concert in the evening at Twickenham Stadium in the live room, the Yardbirds. Now, the Yardbirds were one of the most exciting and famous UK R&B bands, alongside the Rolling Stones, and they came from the Richmond, Twickenham area. Uh, the original lineup, I think, uh, we had uh, people like Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck... Two original members of the band remain today, uh, Jim McCarty and Chris Drazier, and they're hoping that another original member of the band, Top Topham, will be making a guest appearance and maybe the odd superstar or two. Now, part of the profits from the Yardbird concert will go to the Mayor of Richmond's charities. So the tickets are on sale. You can go to their website. It's www.eelpieclub.com. 
eelpieclub.com. So it's the 24th of April, so for all those people who fancy some proper music, this is the place to go to, OK? So it's the 24th of April. I'll remind you a little bit nearer the time. But if you go to eelpieclub.com, uh, tickets are on sale there. I shall probably head down myself, I shouldn't wonder. Uh, how low for today? This is a complete package, because I've decided that if you're eating all this ghastly fast food, we need to get you fit. And so it's the LCD 42-inch television. 42 inches is big. And we're going to give you a Nintendo Wii as well. So you've got this fantastic television, which is HD-ready, and will give you the innovative games console that copies your movements to control your character and will keep you fit. doesn't matter how old you are. I promise you, this one you can either do sitting down, standing up, on your head, whatever you want to do. How do you win both prizes, the television and the Nintendo Wii? You've got to guess at how much money they will go for. For example, if you think they're going to go for £1.43, you text LBC143 and send that to treble eight two one. So LBC, then your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 5.30 today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck, because it's a really, really nice prize. So not only the Wii, but you get the... Uh, the, uh, the television as well, so you can watch it on. Sad story from Saudi Arabia, although giving you a rough idea where we are, where we are in the world today. A widow of 75 has been sentenced to four months in jail and 40 lashes. This is a 75-year-old widow. Why has she been sentenced to 40 lashes? Because she mingled, OK, mingled, with two young men who were reportedly helping her by bringing her bread. OK? Totally forbidden in Saudi Arabia. Uh, they were not her immediate relatives. The two men, including one who was her late husband's nephew, were also found guilty and sentenced to prison terms and lashes. And they put it in the local paper just to let people know at what, what level they've now sunk to in Saudi Arabia. A 75-year-old woman will have the shirt ripped off her back and 40 lashes later because she happened to mingle with two people. Dear God, and you thought it was bad over here. However, staff at the uh, outdoor pool, the London Fields Lido in East London, uh, are very disappointed in their swimming pool. They're going to close the pool because apparently it's too wet to swim. So it's too wet to swim in the pool, so they're going to close it. And the reason is when it rains too heavily, it makes it very slippy. And so, unfortunately, you can't, you can't go there anymore. And a council are spending... I mean, we've, we've got a pretty balmy council around our way, but they're spending £6,000 fitting, wait for this... Satellite navigation systems to their lawnmowers so that the council staff know which patch of grass to cut. So they're spending six grand on sat navs to fit to a lawnmower. It's almost as bad as watching one of our little cleaners in Twickenham. Possibly, I mean, I, he must be the only person who hardly picks up anything. He just pulls around this giant vacuum cleaner, stands there chatting, wanders off for a chat. If he did a time and motion study on him, he'd have him out of a job immediately. We had this before at the station. I often wonder what people do at stations. They just sort of stand there, and, and it's all a bit sad. But we have a cleaner who does exactly the same. Things to do today, top 20 chores. What do you think boys' jobs are? OK, number 20, carving the roast. That's what men do. Sweeping the driveway, cleaning windows, Sunday morning paper run, putting up shelves, fixing broken toys, mowing the lawn, edge and hedge trimming, reading instructions, getting spiders out of the bath. And the top thing for men, this is a job for the boys, do it today, getting things out of the loft. For girlies, booking the babysitter, changing nappies, 
attending children's parties, because men never attend children's parties, cleaning the oven, replacing the toilet rolls, ironing, doing the packed lunches for school, baking cakes for the school, organising your child's social life, uh, treating the children's head lice and verrucas, changing bed linen, buying presents, pairing up clean socks... And that's a nightmare, isn't it? When they come out of the washing machine, I've got no idea. Black, blue. So I decided years ago the easiest thing to do was buy all the same socks. So I buy black socks, and that way... It's my, and I don't wash them anyway. I just throw them away. And the one thing for, for girls, you have to remember birthdays and anniversaries. Or when you buy presents. Men, of course, are still putting out the bins and going to the tip, setting the television to record programmes. <laughs> I love this list. It appears in the Daily Express today. And later on, they'll be finding out just how much of a man you are if you can do these jobs and whether or not we've actually, we've actually changed things. I do hope so. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, another one here from uh, Richie, who says, I'm rather jealous you're visiting my favourite city on Friday. Send it my love. Uh, I bet there's some stories there, Richie, aren't there, of, uh, of things that, uh, that we can't talk about, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, this one here, very quickly, from uh, Dawn, who says, Lovely to hear Steve Hargrave. I saw him looking gorgeous on Sky News last night, hanging around in the cold, waiting for Julia Roberts. He did. Finally got her before 7pm. And read the booking fees. I don't know why they have to be so much. It's also uh, quite often follows. The more expensive the ticket, the bigger the booking fee, making it even more expensive. 16 to 7. This is LBC 97... Nice to see Christmas reigns supreme in Twickenham. The fish shop's still got the Christmas trees up. Luckily, they're not lit, but they've still got them up. It only takes a ladder. I feel like doing it myself for them. Noreen says, I saw the Yardbirds with the Beatles in about 1964, a Christmas show, I think, at Hammersmith Odeon. And I'm looking forward to Dawn's gig guide. <laughs> she seems to go out to more gigs than anybody, doesn't she? Absolutely fantastic. 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. Uh, and one here says, Stephen, 65, we paid two pennies to cross the bridge to the eel. Well, I think you're going to be booking for this Eel Pie Club, uh, just to go see the Yardbirt. Del says, managed to check out your visit to the zoo on YouTube, but I can't find your LBC clip on there. Just type in Steve Allen LBC and they all come up. I think one of them now has had 23,000 hits, the one of the studio. So you can see what the studio looks like, a little, with our little flip video that we did. And the, um, the, the zoo one is up to about 4,000. Strange, isn't it, that? And don't forget, if you go to the podcasting, on the free podcast, there's the Steve... Steve Allen exercise guide, I think. Steve Allen's diet guide or something like that. Uh, I noticed that the, all the Muslims who were complaining the other day in Luton, and it was a very small bunch of hate-filled people, uh, come from the Luton branch of a now-banned radical organisation led by Sheikh Omar Bakri. And uh, the anger is rising. The parade was the final insult. They said, uh, why do they come here as such a Muslim community? Unfortunately, there's only about 20 of them. They're all a bit sad, a little bit stupid, distanced from the, the rest of the Muslim community who have said these people are so far right, they've just fallen off the edge of the cliff. Not the brightest pennies. In the box, I'm afraid. But that makes the front of all the paper that we're talking about there with, uh, with Nick's, uh, Nick this morning. Uh, Jenny says, which uh, city are you going to visit? I can go to any city, actually. Uh, Kate Bush, 31 years ago, scored her number one with Wuthering Heights. Makes you feel a, a tad creaky, say Tom and Ian. I remember it. I remember doing... I've got a photograph taken uh, when she came into United Biscuits Network because they'd already tried to release Wuthering Heights before and uh, it didn't work, so they did a second push for it. And strange enough, I turned on the radio the other day and somebody was playing Wuthering Heights. She's got a very loyal fan base, hasn't she, uh, Kate Bush? 
Uh, Steve, we lived in Saudi for six years. What's happening to that lady? This is a 75-year-old who had 40 lashes. Applies to everyone. We knew of the law, and so we were very careful all the time. Despite everything, life there was good and safe, which is good. Tom says, you're very weird, throwing your socks away after wearing them once. I know. I love it. I love it. There's something about, you know, actually sort of putting on clean socks every day. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, read the woman punished for getting help from men that are not relatives. What happens if, like me, they've got no family? Well, they're kind of on your own there, I'm afraid. Sarah says, what planet do you live on? Since when do men put the bins out? I don't know. I just merely read it from the paper. Just merely read it. Um... Uh, I missed how Phil and Alex got on with their racing tips yesterday, says Ken. Well, you have to listen to the podcast, because we don't repeat things, we just go to the podcast. And if you go to lbc.co.uk, all the details are on there, and you can find out exactly what's happening. And there's also the the free podcast. We're on, I think we're on Bite Size, and I think it's under Steve Allen's Diet. I can't remember what it is, but it, it'll help you lose weight. It's the Steve Allen handout. I see that motorists, good news for motorists, finally... No, it's not petrol coming down in price, but you're going to be offered up to £2,500 in taxpayer-funded handouts for trading their old car in for a newer model. There's bound to be some way that people have fiddled it. I've, Tesco have suspended their loyalty points for recycling at the moment. It turned out that some people were cutting up bottles and taking them back in to try and get the points, so they've suspended it at the moment. I can't remember why, because I'm not sure how Tesco points work but obviously some people have decided that they could fiddle the system it's as we were saying the other day a lot of people going over to ireland to claim the dole twice so they've now clamped down on that uh, yvonne says although i agree the punishment to that poor lady was mad this is 40 lashes for a 75 year old i do wish we had some of their punishments for our yobs here zero tolerance is what we need to get our thugs thick heads off with theirs I'm sure there'll be far fewer crimes of all description. I don't think it's a deterrent. I think there are that many people. If we had that lad a short while ago who uh, uh, went to prison for stabbing that young actor who was in the Harry Potter film, and he said, so what? And so he wasn't remote. You know, there's going to be no, no deterrent at all for people like that. They're far too stupid to, uh, to even contemplate what it means. I don't, I don't know what the deterrent is. I think total humiliation. I think the total humiliation I've always been in favour of. And for that... I think it would have to be something like the stocks worked years and years ago. Mind you, still people committed crime, so there's always going to be some people who are so balmy it's not going to make any difference. But I think Friday Night Entertainment and Saturday should be the stocks, local yobs in it, and you just pelt them with rotten fruit. Anything you can think of. Anything you can think of seems to be fair enough, doesn't it? Still looking at these, uh, these strange uh, winners of this Sunday night... Uh, awards, the Television and Radio Industry Club, the Trick Awards. I've never even heard of them before. So perhaps they're uh, brand new ones. Uh, strangely enough, Sophie Anderton has said that she's too old to party. You really are too old to party, but you're not too old to podcast. If you go to lbc.co.uk, you can learn how to podcast. Download all the programmes on LBC. Front of the Daily Mail is the welcome home. The soldiers who lost 12 comrades returned from Iraq to be greeted by a hate-filled mob. Mercifully, that woman who wrote the story about her son the other day, and if, if you saw it, um, this woman quite clearly with the son who has taken skunk and apparently still on it and still not speaking to his mother in any, uh, in any way, shape or form that you can understand. Uh, she was on Alan Titchmarsh's show yesterday, quite clearly loathed by Carol Malone. I mean, it could have been the fight of the century. I was, I was so looking forward to it. But this woman quite clearly revels in the publicity. It was exactly as Nick said the other day. Jerry Halliwell, as we reported earlier, has split from her Italian fiancé. That's three months after you're getting engaged. I think she suddenly realised he's got loads of friends and she's not that special. She's also extremely hard work. Other stories you'll find in there, 
If you follow the racing tip, just remember we only do it for fun. Only do it for fun. But go to lbc.co.uk. Don't forget, you can check out the How Low as well. Good luck for that one, because that's such a good prize today. And details of everything that we mentioned on the programme this morning, just about everything, will be on the blog, which will be up a little bit later on. Have yourself a nice day. I hope the weather's kind to you. Certainly lots of opportunity to uh, have a chat to the presenters on LBC. Next with you after the news, which is next. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at five, here on LBC 97.3. LBC 97.3.